Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to the Unbulked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. I hope this finds you well wherever you are in the world doing whatever it is that you are doing. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to tune in, and I hope that you find something of value in the words being shared. Today, I want to talk about either or and both and mindsets. There are times that our brain gets sucked into either or thinking, like either my kids are successful and healthy or I'm a bad parent. Either I have my life together or I'm a total mess. Either I'm successful or a failure. Either she gets her way or I get mine. I'm right or wrong. People are good or bad. Either you're with me or against me. You get the picture here. But what if it's possible to be a fabulous parent and have kids who struggle? What if we have triumphs in life and are still a mess at times? What if we experience failure and success? What if we can agree in some areas and disagree in others? We can be right and wrong at times. People are capable of good and bad behavior. Now, here's a fun example of a both and experience. The other day, my girlfriend sent me an adorable photo of her son's school photos. Well, okay, so he's three and in daycare, but you guys know what I'm talking about. They have those posed professional photos of these tiny little humans, and he was perfect in his little sweater with his hands in his pockets and his dimples in his cheeks. It was adorable. It was adorable. And then the very next thing she sent me was a video of him launching toys across the room and like maniacally laughing. This is the both and my friends. Like he's adorable and a three-year-old toddler nader. <laughs> toddler nato is what I was really trying to say. Um, but when we get caught up in the either or thinking, we tend to negate parts and portions of our experiences, right? If we were just caught up, if we used a little three-year-old as an example, we might let the, the toy launching experience negate the cute photo or the adorable times that he snuggles the dog or does arts and crafts. Right. Uh, another example of this, I was talking with a woman uh, who felt like her husband or she felt hurt because her husband didn't agree with her opinion on a particular decision. And he made a final decision, which was not the opinion or option that she had offered. And she was hurt because she was telling herself that he didn't value her or he didn't value her input. And I was like, well, hold on. Remember a few weeks back when you were sharing a list of things that you wish he did differently? And a slow yes came out of her mouth because just a few weeks earlier, she had listed out a litany of things that she didn't appreciate about her husband's behavior, things that she had dis that she disagreed with and things that she wished he had done different or would do differently. And when she was done with that, I asked her to list out the things that she loves and respects about him. And honestly, it didn't take her much time to create a list that matched pretty much like the same length of the complaints, she was easy, she was able to come up with the list of the things that she actually loves and respects about him. And so the point here is that it is possible to love some things our people do and dislike and disapprove of others and still love them. We can respect and adore them and still roll our eyes and sigh in exasperation when they don't refill the toilet paper for the love of God. So it stands to reason that someone 
someone else might not approve of a particular decision or choice that we make, or they may not love a particular trait of ours, but that doesn't mean that we don't love and value or that they don't love and value us overall. Right. And so when we get caught up in those moments, like this woman was caught up in hurt, feeling so invalidated and, and unappreciated and not valued because of one particular area where her husband didn't agree with a particular decision, right? And it like negated the fact that he loves and appreciates her input in so many other areas of life. So I'm, I wanna pause here for a second because a lot of people struggle with this. Like while we fully know that we don't love every single aspect of the people in our lives, we have a massive hangup when, it, when people don't approve of every single thing about us 100% of the time. So let me use an example of my dog. People love their pets, right? And sometimes they're a real pain also, right? Uh, so recently, my 90-pound golden doodle thought it would be a good idea to vomit his dinner on my new rug at precisely the moment that I sat down to eat my own dinner. Was I annoyed and disgusted with him? For sure. Did I still love him? Of course. Was all forgotten the next morning when he snuggled up to me in bed and placed his giant polar bear paw in my hand? Almost. <laughs> not, not quite, but almost. And I share this example to reinforce how we can be frustrated, annoyed, disgusted, disproving, and still love and accept the people and pets in our lives. And my hope is that it cracks open the mental flexibility to apply that same concept to recognizing that we remain good, worthy, loved, and lovable, even when someone is annoyed or disapproves of us in a particular moment, in a particular situation. So let's talk a minute about how either or thinking comes up in relationships. So some people think a relationship lasts forever or it was a mistake, failure, waste of time. When going through a breakup, you might hear people say, I just wasted five years of my life. But is that true? I've coached and counseled several people considering ending a relationship and heard versions of, but I don't wanna throw away the last 10 years, or I don't wanna throw away the last 30 years we had together. But having something end doesn't negate or undo what existed. What happened, happened. All the peaks and valleys, ups and downs, joys and sorrows happened and are worth whatever value we decide to assign to them. And we can bring in both and thinking to explore. What if it was incredible and complete? What if there was great value and it's over now? Um, other areas that, that I actually, that both and stuff comes up. I was just talking to my husband about this concept of both and the other day. And I, I told him that I, I perceive him as like a human permission slip for police officers and men to embrace the and in life and in work. Uh, he's a former Marine, former police officer who now trains first responders and behavioral health professionals on mental health and wellness. And he demonstrates that they don't have to be either disciplinarians or compassionate, masculine or sensitive, but rather it is possible to correct people and be kind, to redirect people and be kind, right? It's possible to be vulnerable and strong. It's possible to connect and have boundaries. 
It's possible to ensure safety and promote humanity. It's possible to be devoted to our jobs and practice self-care. But when we get stuck in either or thinking, we start living lopsided, right? We get in thinking like it's either productivity or fun, right? We either work or play. We work out David Goggins style or we lay on the couch. We see the world as either safe or scary. It all becomes mutually exclusive. And when we fall into this all or nothing, either or thinking, we don't challenge our brains to get creative and explore all possible angles and opportunities. And this can lead to a limited life. Uh, In the book Built to Last by Jim Collins and Jerry Porras, they talk about avoiding the tyranny of or and embracing the genius of the and. Or is limiting and restrictive. The and allows for freedom, exploration, growth, innovation, and abundance. And it promotes quality questions like, what else could be possible? What else could be true in this situation? What other possibilities exist? So much more opens up to us in our life and decisions and our career and our relationships when we allow ourselves to explore the and. Then we can come up with ideas like, How can I reach my career goals and be home for dinner with the kids? How can I focus on goals, wants improvements, and appreciate where I am right now? How can I be optimistic and realistic? We're able to provide balanced assessments of ourselves and others when we're in that place of and. We can, we can look back on a project, for example, or an event, an activity, a decision, and rec- like we can reflect on what went well, what should be repeated, what should we do more of and capitalize on, and what is an opportunity for improvement? What do we want to do better next time? Also, I think about how we might show up to relationships differently from the space of and. Think about with our loved ones, we might acknowledge that it's possible to love them and discipline them or love them and implement a consequence. We can love them and leave them, right? We could also love them and love ourselves, which might mean putting our own needs above their wants. And also we, with ourselves, we might acknowledge that it's possible to be impressed with ourselves and disappointed in ourselves. And I want to also take a moment here and talk a little bit about the both and mindset and how it supports forgiveness, like again, with ourselves and others. So with ourselves, when we're in that both and space, we can acknowledge where we make a mistake or we miss the mark and we can still accept ourselves. And when it comes to others, if somebody lies, cheats, steals, or engages in any other unwanted behavior, we can have our feelings about it. We can set boundaries and expectations and let go, right? Either or thinking can pull us into the prison of thinking we have to hold on to the hurt or we're quote unquote allowing their behavior. We're allowing them to get away with something. But both and reminds us that they can choose their behaviors and I can choose mine. That is the path to freedom. Um, so when I think about either or thinking, I, it, it occurs, it's, to me, it's very divisive. It, prom- like it promotes separation and perpetuates polarization like within the community and society as a whole and within ourselves. Whereas the both and approach creates opportunities for connection by cultivating a sense of openness, curiosity, cooperation. And this breeds growth and learning, again, within ourselves and how, with how we approach others. 
So why, given like, every, I just listed out all these like lovely benefits of the both and mindset. So why might we default to the either or? Like, what's the value of that way of thinking of the winner or loser, kill or be killed? Well, it's important to remember that our brains are wired for survival and efficiency. Either or black and white thinking simplifies things, right? It can feel safe to have no tension of ideas, no gray area, but rather this idea of one quote unquote right way. And there's a neatness of everything fitting into mutually exclusive categories that can generate this perception of clarity and safety. But this is not the nature of the human experience. As Carl Jung said, only the paradox comes anywhere near to comprehending the fullness of life. So it's in reflecting on seeming like seemingly contradictory concepts that we can see truth. And the human experience can be beautiful and tragic, peppered with life and death, expansion and contraction, fear and courage, bliss and pain, right and wrong, good and evil. Think about like public figures, our celebrities, stars, politicians, gurus, our mentors. When we hold them in high regard based on shared beliefs or values, behaviors, or a reverence for their brilliance, their talents, the skills they have, and then they do something that we disagree with, we are tempted to completely withdraw our respect and adoration. And this is similar in our personal relationships. We find one thing that we don't like about someone and we start to question the merit and value of the entire relationship. But it is possible to agree and disagree share some values and differ on others, appreciate 86% of someone and feel neutral or disagreeable about the remaining percent, whatever that is, quick math, 14%. Because ultimately, life is about the ands, hard work and rest, discipline and or self-discipline and self-compassion, solitude and community, fear and love, like, excuse me, mind and body, spending money and having money, being productive and having fun, agree and disagree, happiness and sadness, strength and flexibility. This is the and both of life. This is the totality whole integration of life. If you find that you get stuck in all or nothing extremes, and you want to embrace the middle ground of the both and mindset, let's work together. Head over to jessicasmorrow.com to get started. Also, if you haven't already gotten your free digital copy of the Unblocked Journal, I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can get access. The journal is a tool that helps bring awareness to what's going on in your mind, both consciously and unconsciously. And this can shed light on where you might be getting stuck in all or nothing thinking and the impact it's having on your life. As always, if you think that what was talked about in today's episode might be useful for someone you know, or even someone you don't, please feel free to share it widely and be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free.